It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder got some very exciting news as they're going to return to national television. What does this mean for the rebuild and for the Thunder organization? We'll talk about that and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the New Year's resolution for each member of the Thunder, the lineup exploration still being important for Oklahoma City, an injury update on Jerry and Poku, and talk about Jay Will's triple-double. But the most important thing on the docket is the Thunder returning to the national television landscape. Uh, this is important for the rebuild. It's important for the Thunder organization. It's important for everything regarding your Thunder. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms. So the Thunder are going to be flexed on January 10th to TNT. And so it'll be Thunder versus Heat on TNT in Miami. They flex out the Pistons against the Sixers. So had TNT and the NBA not decided to do this, had they not made this flex, it would have been the third straight year without a national televised game for the Thunder. Because remember, the Thunder were slated to be on TNT in November, on November 1st, but then Chet Holmgren got hurt and TNT pulled that game off uh, and, and and put in a new game because it was no longer going to be Chet versus Paolo. It was, Chet was not going to be able to play, obviously. And that's that game still ended up being a very good game, um, and TNT ended up having a stinker, that ironically, on that day anyway. But the Thunder are now back on national television. There are so many things that this means. Make no mistake, this is not just a random, you know, Tuesday night in January. This is not just one day where you have to click on a new channel to watch the Thunder. This is an important day. Let's go through it. This is SGA's first ever national televised game as the guy, or as him, if you will. The first ever opportunity for him to be on national television in his entire career, whenever he is the focal point, whenever he is the number one option, whenever he is the leader of the team. And... Just judging by what we see on social media and what we see whenever we're talking to SGA, things like this matter to him. Breaking records matters. Being the best ever matters. And getting that national recognition matters. And he'll be an all-star this year. He's playing like an all-NBA player this year. Uh, He's on that max contract. This is the first chance for him to put on display in front of every basketball fan out there 
what he can do. And to put into perspective how big of a deal this is, think about how many young basketball fans, whether they play high school basketball, college basketball, middle school basketball, whatever it is, young basketball fans that don't have league pass. They don't have league pass. And so this is the, the only chance that they get to watch basketball. It will be on TNT, on ABC, on ESPN. And so this might be the first ever game they get to watch of SGA play. You watch him. He plays good. He's hitting these difficult shots. He's driving to the rim. He's just playing this, this excellent defense while being a star offensively. Then you go look him up. You know, who's SGA? Then you find his Instagram. And, oh, gosh, he's funny. Oh, wow, look at that outfit he's wearing. And then all of a sudden, you know, a, a fan in a random market across the NBA has discovered SGA, has discovered the Thunder. Now they're rooting for SGA, and then by turn they're rooting for the Thunder. And that is how the Thunder were able to build a global brand despite being one of the smallest markets in the NBA. That is how the Thunder had their, their logo across the world had their apparel across the world. That's how small market teams be get their market size to be larger in terms of fan population. It's by having guys like Russell Westbrook. It's by having guys like Kevin Durant. It's by having guys like SGA. And then getting those guys in front of the NBA audience. Getting those guys in front of a basketball audience that will then go and invest time in seeing what they're all about. And it's why having stars is important, but also having stars who will take the time to be stars will take the time to sign autographs after every warm-up like Shea does. I mean, Shea has the security guard hold a pin for him, walks off after he does his entire, you know, pregame routine, walks off the floor, grabs the pin back from the security guard, goes and signs autographs, and, and goes up and down the entire, uh, you know, tunnel portion of the arena going back to the locker room. Like, he takes the time to do that. Take pictures, sign autographs, talk with fans. That's important. Having someone who will be engaged in social media and will have funny captions and funny posts and and bust into press conferences and record to Jalen Williams at the podium. Like having those moments matter. It makes it more personable. It makes it more um, kind of interactive and feel more reachable for the fan base. Instead of having a star that is quiet or shut off or doesn't want the spotlight, SGA welcomes that. There's a few guys on this team that welcome that. I think Chet will welcome that. I think that Josh welcomes that. I think that Jalen Williams welcomes that. So you're going to put on display a young team who will be excited about this, like just gauging upon how they interact with us, how they interact on social media. This will be something that's important to them. A lot of the times you get old teams out there and, you know, Giannis and the Bucks, like they've played on TNT half their season. Like half their season's been on TNT. It's no longer a big deal. It's no longer... I'm important. This is the first time the Thunder will ever play on that stage. That's going to be important to these guys. That's going to be important to these young players. And they're going to have extra juice for that game. This could be the game where SGA sets a new career high from 44, which he just set last week. Like This could be a game where SGA just goes off on January 10th. This will be a game where Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams are going to try to really show out. Because they want to have the engagement on social media. They want to have the TikTok posts afterward. They want to have uh, all these different milestones. Now, it's not all that they care about, but it is something that they, that they do care about, it seems like. So you're going to get the Thunder to have juice in this game. It's also important to know that this is not the NFL. The NBA does not often flex games and take games off and put games back on, especially in the midst of the season. It's been one of the biggest gripes from NBA fans. Like, why don't they do this more often? So the, the NBA is putting you on 
display. And that means a lot. Think about the way this rebuild has been covered so far. It's been largely unfair by the national media. Like, by and large, it's been unfair. The black eye of the league stuff for a team that's never finished bottom three in the NBA. And even compared to the Spurs. like The Spurs just got a glowing report in ESPN about their rebuild, which is nowhere near what the Thunder were able to cap- would capitalize on. But the Thunder, the black eye of the league. So, like, up until this point, it's been pretty unfair, the coverage of this rebuild. But now, the actual NBA is making a statement when they do this. Right? This is the NBA telling you that they want to put the Thunder on the biggest platform in season they have. Like, there's no bigger platform in season than TNT, than ABC, than ESPN. Like, this is all they can do to market you in season. It's by putting you on these, these different networks and these major networks. It's by having... Shaq and Chuck talk about you. It's by having you on this stage. This is important. They think that this investment is worth the outcome because of what I just said, because they invest in putting the Thunder on here on Tuesday. They do something that they hardly ever do on January 10th. They put the Thunder on national television. They flex out a different game, something that they hardly ever do. And they believe that, you know, it'll return with a new fan base, with a new, you know, following for these guys. Cause I get it. Like you can be cynical or skeptical and say, well, they just flexed out pistons and sixers. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk strictly business pistons and sixers, that's a big market. The sixers are, you're, you're going to have Embiid and Harden on display plus maxi plus all the other sixers. Like, but Embiid and Harden, you just took them off of prime time off of national television. Plus the massive sixers fan base off of national television. For the Thunder. Like the Thunder got that spot. Because it ain't like the Heat, you know, are world beaters. Now, the Heat are still a good team, and, and they have Jimmy Butler, and they have Kyle Lowry, and they have Bam Adebayo, and they have um, a good team. But you lost out on and beat and Harden, that draw, for an 18-17 and 17 Heat team. Now, they're playing better as of late, 7-3 of three in their last 10 games, but they started out really slow. And the Thunder are now creeping into play-in range. You know, they're going to be a game, a half game out of that play-in spot. They're playing very competitive basketball. But my point is, despite the Pistons and Sixers part, like the Pistons part of that matchup not being so exciting, it would have been easy for the, for the NBA to just throw their hands up and go, okay, we're going to stick status quo. We're going to just throw out there and beat and harden and because and, and, we know that that works. It's a tried-and-true method, and we know that that combination of stars works on primetime and that people are going to tune in. But they didn't. They invested in Oklahoma City. They invested in SGA. They, they, they are telling you, hey, we think that this team is going to make the turn. We want to give you a little appetizer for what you can expect in the future. And I think that the Thunder are going to reward them with a show. Like I think that it, it matters to the Thunder. It matters to SGA. It matters to Josh Giddey. It matters to Jalen Williams. It matters to this entire roster that they're going to play their first contest as a team in front of the NBA world. They're going to play their first contest as a cohesive unit in front of a national audience. This is the NBA themselves putting the Thunder on a bigger platform. This is the Thunder, This is the NBA believing in the Thunder and the believing in the young talent in, in Brooktown and saying that they are going to burst onto the scene sooner rather than later. This is the NBA giving the organization an investment and proper respect for the way that they've built up. Because guess what? When you're calling a game, 
you've got to tell the backstory of these guys. You've got to tell the backstory of this team, and, you, and, and you're going to see whoever's on the call for this game talk about, yeah, this Thunder team, you know, the last two years they've been rebuilding, but they've been compiling really young talent, and they've done it the right way, and, and, and blah, blah, blah. You, you're, you're going to see them promote this Thunder team. And then you're also going to see some national media members who weren't taking the time to watch Bali Sports Oklahoma flip on the game and say, wow, this team's really coming together. This team's really playing to their strengths. And I cannot wait. This is an awesome time. And I know that it sounds on the surface like it's just one game, it's just one day. But the NFL, they flex games every week. It's not a big deal. Like from the week 10 on, they flex games. The NBA doesn't do this very often. The NBA likes to put out a schedule and stick to it and just live with it because it's an 82-game season and they, they have stars on every team. But they made the effort. They made the the they put the attention to detail to put the Miami Heat and Thunder game on January 10th on TNT and take off the Sixers. That's not an indictment on the Sixers. That's just showing you. They, it's not like this game was just a nothing game that they took off. They took off two of their biggest stars to showcase this young Thunder team. And I think that they're going to get rewarded for it. I think that they're going to get... Um, exactly what they bargained for with SGA and Giddy. I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Rocket Money, folks. Rocket Money is incredible. It used to be known as Truebill, so if you know it, it's the same product, just under a new name, Rocket Money. Make sure you use the promo Locked on NBA. What Truebill does, and now called Rocket Money does, is it allows you to cancel those unwanted subscriptions. We've all been there, right? We've all... Uh, signed up for a free trial of something. We've all uh, forgot to hit cancel auto renew. We've all got used something once. Let's watch one show on this platform. Like, let's read one article on this platform. And you give them your credit card, and then you just forget about it. And like months and months go on, and the next thing you know, boom! Like you you've racked up a hundred bucks in unwanted fees because you just simply forgot about one of your subscriptions. Plus, companies often make it so hard to cancel. But with Rocket Money. You can give them your subscriptions and then say, I want to keep this one. I don't want to keep that one. And then they're going to go and they're going to cancel the subscriptions for you. That way they take care of the hard work and you can save money. An average person saves up to $720 per year because you just forget how much money these subscriptions rack up in a cost for you per year. So stop throwing away your money, cancel unneeded subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. Rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, Check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Now, we did get a couple of medical updates. Let's start with Poku. So, Poku left the game against the Spurs um, on Tuesday within two minutes of the game. He was off to a great start. Hit a three, got a block, uh, was playing was playing well in two minutes, but uh, got hurt. 
And it didn't look good. I mean, he, I told, like I told you on the podcast yesterday, yesterday, he immediately called over for help. He immediately um, tried to get the t- attention of the bench to help him off the floor. They did. They got him to the locker room. Uh, and, and the results are not great. Uh, now, the good thing is that they don't view it as, a, as something that will hurt him long-term, something that will be you know, damaging in the ligaments or anything like that. But the injury is a non-displaced tibia uh, plateau fra- uh, uh, fracture that is um, going to be reevaluated in approximately six to eight weeks. So that's just the reevaluation date. You know, six to eight weeks is just when they're going to get their, their second look at it. That does not mean he's going to return to the floor in six to eight weeks. Uh, so, so in terms of timetable injury, this will be a long-term one. In terms of hindrance to his career, this, will, this does not seem as though it'll do that. Um, but for Poku now, he was playing great as a sophomore, as a third-year player this year, um, and it sucks. You know, he just had his 21st birthday this week, uh, is really playing well this season, had a great start to that game, and then now uh, has a tibial uh, plateau fracture. That That is really difficult to, to stomach for Poku. Um, he'll be out six to eight weeks at least, We'll get another look at him, and then we'll see if he can return or when he can return or update us at that time. Uh, so we're like six to eight weeks away from even getting an update, uh, so to say. But what this means for the roster now is really important because whenever you look over at Jeremiah Robinson Earl's medical update, uh, I asked Mark pregame against the Spurs, you know, anything on JRE? Is he still week to week? And Mark said he's still week to week. And he's, quote, not moving like a basketball player, still a ways away. So you're going to be without Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who is giving you eight points a night, five rebounds a night, an assist, who's giving you 38% from from three-point land, 49% from the floor, almost a steal a game in 21 minutes. He was giving you very valuable minutes. You're going to be without him. You're going to be without Poku, who was giving you very valuable minutes on most nights and, and was in that starting lineup. And you've got to find ways now to manufacture that center spot on a roster that already, you know, didn't have a ton of big man depth on paper. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how they manage this against the Hornets. So they manage this against the Sixers. So they manage this for the next six, eight weeks. And I think that this is where the exploration of the, of the lineups and, and the roster becomes important. They've recalled Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. They've recalled him from the blue. He has to get more minutes, <laughs> given the, the state of the roster. They need Baisley to step up now. Like, Baisley has been bouncing in and out of the rotation, getting DMPs, but due to injuries, you're going to need him to step up. You're going to have to give Muscala more minutes. And so those are the those are the three traditional routes you can go. Like, if you go Baisley at the five, if you go Muscala at the five, uh, that, that, is, that is traditional. That is nothing out of the ordinary. But they're going to have to get wacky. Past those three guys, Jay, Will, Muscala, Baisley, it'll be wacky. And you saw against the Spurs where Kenny Hustle played the five. Do they like that? Do they like Do they like doing that long term? Will they do that again tonight? Would you see Jay Dub play the five? Not just Jay Will, Jay Dub play the five. He's already playing the four. Would you just put out this all offense speed you know, lineup where you're just scrapping with Giddy on the glass and you're scrapping with J-Dub and his long arms and then you're just hoping that, that that allows you to play this interesting offense and versatile defense. 
Because if no one's big, it doesn't really matter if you get the switch that you want. You're going to have to throw traps and play zone and um, do all that, do all those different things. So could you see J-Dub play at the five? In terms of external attention or external, you know, um, bringing in guys at the center position, I, I don't think that these injuries will cause the Thunder to go make a move. Uh, I don't think that they're going to go sign somebody or go trade for somebody in the sense of like that they wouldn't have done anyway. Like I don't think this is, that this makes them do it. Uh, if they do trade for a big man or they do trade for somebody, I think that, that was kind of always what they wanted to do anyway. And, uh, and that, you know, they're just doing it now and it, and it fits better now. But to me, you're just going to have to make shift with what you have. You're not going to run out and go get anyone and see what these young guys can do. And now it's time for Jalen Williams, who's been you know seasoned in the G League, to step up and to put what he's learned and grown in the G League to the test. On Tuesday, Jay Will put up a triple-double, his first career triple-double. He had 21 points, he had 14 rebounds, he had 12 assists, 3 steals, and 0 turnovers. Zero. That's what he did to his first career triple-double. Now, Cameron Woods and Mark have both talked about how in the G League they wanted him to get more force offensively. They wanted him to get make more of an impact offensively. And he's done that. He's done that in a big way. And I think that on Tuesday was his most mature game because he was able to get the triple-double, which is great, you know, facilitating in the high post. That's something that Mark likes. Um, getting those rebounds were huge. And then scoring 21 points. He was scoring at all three levels. He hit a three. He scored in the mid-range. He had these spinning layups that were awesome. And he still shot like 60% from, from the floor. And so he got there efficiently. But he does so much that I think that people are going to be surprised whenever he plays at the NBA level of, of what all he can do. He creates so much space on these dribble handoffs that just allow shooters to get open and get their shots off. Which for a team that's not predicated on shooting threes, the more space you can give, give them to shoot, uh, the better to make it cleaner looks for them. He also is a great playmaker on the offensive end for his size, like a really good playmaker for his size. The Thunder like to have versatile playmakers. That's great. And he sets the best screens on the team. He does. He sets the best screens of anyone on this roster. So for SGA, you're going to give him a guy that can actually lay into somebody and get you more separation going to the cup. That'll be big on the offensive end. He gives you energy. Like this guy is always smiling. He's always screaming on the defensive end. Like I said at the scores table for the blue games, he is screaming to the point where you need some ad fail afterward. Like he's calling out screens. He's, he's calling out switches. He's getting everyone lined up where they should be. He's always communicating, always talking. And he's got that dang smile. Always. It's, it's awesome to watch. He did a much better job these last few blue games of walling up at the rim and deterring shots. Not necessarily going for blocks and getting high block numbers, but deterring shots without fouling and just going straight up at the rim and, and forcing pressure there. And with those hard screens, becomes better rolls from him. He's gotten a lot better at rolling to the rim, which which Cam Woods actually pointed out to me on Tuesday, like how much better he got at putting pressure on the rim. And if you can lay those hard screens in the NBA, then that frees up Shea. And then you can dive toward the rim off of those screens. And now you've got Shea going to the rim and Jay will go into the rim. You're going to put your attention on Shea, so now you've got Shea with more attention and Jay will just streaking free to the rack and then you can have Shea with his improved play. He can get the ball down to Jay Will for an easy deuce. Like that is really um, going to allow the Thunder to shine offensively in those Jay Will minutes. So I hope that we see more minutes from Jay Will. He's played a lot better in the G League. Uh, he's played a lot better um, 
as of late even, and he got called up. So he's been called up, and we'll see that he'll be active tonight in Charlotte. We'll see if he actually does play, though. We'll see if he actually does uh, get that look. I want to tell you right now, though, that we have a message for you from NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends, putting a few back. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start heading out, you think about calling a ride for yourself, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and oftentimes deadly. However, that still does not stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think it's okay to drive drunk after a few drinks, think again. Plan it safe. Plan ahead. Get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life forever or someone else's. Drive sober or get pulled over. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Here we are, talking about the Thunder, talking about this fun team. I got to ask the question, is it still important for the Thunder to do lineup explorations? Is that still something they should be doing right now? In my opinion, it's absolutely yes. Like, it's absolutely yes. In that Spurs game, SGA got 33 minutes. J-Dub uh, J got 30 minutes. And he did play, you know, like three minutes of garbage time. So, really, that's under 30 minutes. But still, 30 minutes of play for him. Everyone else played 28 or fewer minutes. There are so many different laps and combinations. Like, even in this game against the Spurs, they did not close with Dort down the stretch. And Mark said after the game that that was partially because they were riding the hot hand on the stretch and partially because... Dort was kind of feeling a bit under the weather. But in general, should the Thunder be exploring lineups? My answer is absolutely yes. While this team is still very young, and it feels like we're just in the infancy stages, just getting started, the decisions that need to be made are going to have to be made fast by Sam Presti. Like, they have to be made fast. Like, you look at this roster. Kenny Hustle, Aaron Wiggins, J-Dub, Trey Mann, Muscala, Isaiah Joe, you know, they're giving you valuable minutes. You include SGA, Josh Giddy, Poku. You include Lou Dort. They're giving you valuable minutes. We're up to 10 names right there. That's 10 names. That's even without the the sprinkle of minutes for Baisley or the sprinkle of minutes for uh, anyone else in this roster. That's 10 names already. In the next season, you know, in the 2023 season, you're looking to add Chet Holmgren, 11, Usman Jang, 12, in a 2023 first-round pick, 13, to this rotation. That's three more guys you need to find a way to get 20 to 20 to 30 minutes to. So you're going to have to make decisions quickly on who to cut minutes from, who to give minutes to, who can work with which player on the roster 
which guys just don't fit together on the floor. Like you're going to have to make these calls really quickly as soon as next year. And so you want as much data as possible. You want as much of a sample size as possible to allow yourself, right, to make these decisions with enough information and as informed as possible. That's why it's still important to throw out these lineup combinations. That's why it's still important to um, see the Thunder mix and match guys. Because it's not just finding minutes for the guys on the team. Like Think about this point of view. There are already guys on this team without Chet Holmgren, without Usman Jang, without the 2023 first-round pick. There are already guys on this team who we all advocate to get more minutes. I think Wiggins should have more minutes. Somebody thinks Baisley should have more minutes. Somebody thinks that Muscala should have more minutes. Somebody thinks that, uh, you know, go on down the line, Trey Mann should have more minutes. Like, we all advocate for different guys to get more minutes. That's without three more mouths to feed. That's without three more guys to, to, to need to find time for. And so you're going to have to make tough calls. There are going to be guys who get cut out of this, this rotation next year that you really like, that you really think can play, that you really think can help this team. And to make those tough calls, which I'm not envious of at all, like Mark has to make them, Sam has to make them, to make those tough calls, you need as much sample size as possible. You need as much information as possible. This is info gathering for the Thunder. But unlike previous years, it's info gathering with really quality players, like with really quality players, so it does not really uh, hurt your record to do this info gathering. Thunder are still a game out of the play-in. They win tonight in Charlotte, most likely, and they're you know half a game out of the play-in. But it is still important to do the lineup, you know, roulette, so to say, to to find combinations that work. It's still very important. But what's also important is the Thunder playing on primetime on national television. Let me know down below on YouTube what you think of this move. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.